Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com before history is written it's played before it's frozen in time it's fought one shift at a time before it's etched in silver it's carved in ice what happens next will last forever the Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Okay, I am Brett Valentini. I'm hosting a Socks Pop on the Farm podcast, and I am dealing with a kerosene laptop arrangement right now, so we don't know if I'm if my sound's going to go out, if the picture's going to blow up, if Darren, maybe Darren will, maybe I'll infect Darren somehow. We do not know how, if we're <laughs> going to be able to get through this half hour, but we appreciate you showing up to listen to the Winston-Salem Dash preview uh, Darren is so excited about the dash this year. He decided to uh, color code team code for the podcast. Now that he's back on screen again and he's sporting his dash hat. Uh, I, of course, showing no team spirit whatsoever. Don't even own anything from the miners. And that is not a hint to any of the affiliates, although I will not refuse any packages that show up on the front step. Anyhow, <laughs> uh, again, I'm Brett Ballantini. This is uh, Darren Black, who is very generously and kindly laughing at my bad jokes is uh, you may know him as the guy who does, oh, I don't know, I think this year maybe it only might be about a third, third to a half of our our minor league updates, uh, our minor league player of the week, our minor league player of the month. And really, if there's anything that comes down the uh, uh, down the stream that has to do with the minors, I say, Darren, but usually I ask, I think I'm polite, Darren, I hope I'm polite. I don't just say, Darren, do this. <laughs> I think I say, Darren, do you th- you'd be the best to do this or would you like to do this? And Darren, being a very, very congenial sort, uh, usually says, oh, yeah, sure. And 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 there we go. Then it becomes uh, minor league story number 121 of the summer for him instead of just the 120 that he's already scheduled for. So, Darren, that said, oh, yeah, and by the way, he joins me roughly weekly or so for these Socks Pop on the Farm podcast. So, um, hey, thanks for being here, Darren. <laughs> yeah, really, you don't have a time. choice. <laughs> <laughs> Given he has no choice, he has decided to show up to talk about Winston Salem Dash. And actually, there, there's a lot to talk about here. Uh, I'm going to try to shut up and just let Darren drop his knowledge because what do I know? Um, Winston Salem of the uh, of the Class A affiliates seem to be. Um, I don't know. I'm more inspired looking at that roster and looking at Darren's preview. So this hopefully will be a more interesting one. Please do not decide to skip <laughs> listening tomorrow to the Canapolis preview because I'm sure there will be. Uh, Darren will either call me or he will he will fuel my mm-hmm. angst about the state of. Low A. Let's start out with some pitching the way you did. Hey, wait, first, Darren, I'm going, I'm going to go off the board, which I'm sure you love. 
and oh, yeah. express a little bit of angst because we learned today that McKinley Moore, the mountain, who I believe only made it mm-hmm. to high A as a young pitcher still, though, uh, I think made it to yeah. high A before he was traded uh, last year or in the offseason. Uh, or no, before before last season, right, to uh, uh, Philadelphia for yeah. Adam Paisley. Uh, mm-hmm. And he has just been called up to the major leagues. And I'm just wondering, I know the White Sox do, you know, I mean, come on, you know, you, you cannot be able to see and, and and find your way to a prospect here and there. But, boy, it seems like we're giving away more of these guys than we're getting, Darren. Do I have a right to be a little agitated at the fact that uh, it seems like Han can't even – play his cards right to say, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, take that guy, Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah, oh, you're going to love him. And then it turns out, like, never to pitch. Uh, how come this guy's in the major leagues a year later? <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, from – so just backstory a little bit on him. He's, you know, the classic, you know, uh, early teen White Sox pitcher draft pick that, you know, goes somewhere else or stays with the White Sox and is basically a quad A guy by their third, fourth year. Um, that's pretty much been uh, that's been quite a few of them lately. Uh, but he took a, a huge stride in the Sox organization from 19 to 21. Um, so that's you know probably why he was traded in the off season to just kind of give them some outfield depth. I don't remember the exact timing of it. I don't know if you know Eloy or Robert got hurt and then they traded for him. I can't really remember. Um, but they needed outfield depth regardless. Um, not that he's not that he did do well last year, not that any of us are really excited for him, even though he did change his swing and you know, had homered in back to back games. But it's Charlotte, you will homer there. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and then he's pretty much did the same thing, um, with Philadelphia last year lots of strikeouts, too many walks. Um, and I guess they have a few injuries uh, in their pen too. Um, I'm not as, you know, angsty about it because they did add a lot of younger, you know, uh, hard throwing pitching, uh, this off season. Uh, we'll see kind of how they work out. It's, you know, this is the first week for Gregory Santos and I don't even think some of the guys have pitched in Charlotte yet. Yeah. Um, like Franklin Herman, I don't think, I don't even think he's pitched yet. Um, but yeah, I mean. If they kept him, he would have been an option instead of trading uh, for one of them or um, claiming one of those guys this year. Um, not that that probably would have mattered that much, um, but it just looks better for the White Sox to keep their own guys that make the majors. Um, but good for him. I don't know. He could be good. I don't know. He throws these a little wild, and that's usually you know good or bad. We see that with Jake Diekman to varying degrees. He'll have fantastic outings because everything's on, and then he'll you know look you know, like he has been yeah. as a White Sox so far. Um, so this we'll is, see, this is, um, uh, Sox pop on the farm number 40. If you haven't listened to any of the first 39, this is how it usually goes. I bring some ignorant angst to the program and then Darren settles me down. Occasionally he agrees. Cause he's like, well, yeah, right. There's no bread. got no choice to agree because this is preposterous, but usually he says, all right, <laughs> here, let me drop some knowledge on you. Simmer down. Okay. I've simmered down, uh, and you know, lead it, leave it to a, an excellent uh, farm system podcast host to lead our our preview show for the Winston Salem Dash on a guy who's not even in the organization. Okay, well <laughs> done, Brett. Let's talk about a guy who is in the organization, and the White Sox really would like to depend a lot on him, but they're not sure what they can depend on for, and whether he's even going to be started going forward. And that's Nor Norhe or Norge, uh, or maybe there's another pronunciation, Darren. Um, uh, Vera. Yeah. 
And, you know, as we might say, uh, I think you also sort of looped uh, Cole Seamuson on this. These are two guys who you want to see take on some kind of innings load and have some kind of very consistent health this year. You know, otherwise, uh, I guess at best, they're pen arms. And that's not a bad thing, but it's certainly lesser than having being able to have a, a, a start you can count on because White Sox don't have any. Yeah, no, um, I think probably I'll start with Vera because if CMS is a really good pen arm, that's a win for the White Sox in general. For yeah. Vera, it's, uh, okay, that's a nice consolation, I guess, uh, mm. but that's not what, what, uh, his innings, uh, totals were before uh, he got, um, uh, into the Sox organization, but he hasn't even reached 50 in two years, um, for the Sox based off of various injuries. So, He'll, um, Jonathan Stever actually started today. He went two innings. So I kind of think that'll be where Norgay Vera is. He'll go two innings, um, for kind of an extended period of time, maybe get to five later in the year and then go back down. Um, but I really just want to see him healthy, uh, and see if the command issues that he showed last year were just because he, you know, just hasn't pitched often. Um, I know I think, um, can't, can't remember if it was MLB pipeline or fan graphs, but, Basically, a lot of his issues were repeatable motion, and that screams, you know, hasn't pitched a ton (laughs) to me. Um, So we'll see. I I mean, for him, I just want to see him healthy, and if he's healthy, I think he's good. Um, We'll get to some other guys who are normal, or we did get to some guys who are always healthy and just aren't good with Matthew Thompson (laughs) and Drew Dahlquist. So kind of hoping that being healthy here is is the different... um, the actual piece that we're waiting for for him somewhere in what you just said there Darren was sort of like the the theme or the the subhead for the White Sox farm system yeah especially <laughs> so a lot, but not very good <laughs> oh boy okay well we're not going that direction we're gonna stick in 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 uh single a and talk about some guys uh and I remember you know DSL I probably just totally lost my head because it's like hey Darren he hasn't given up an earned run and Darren was probably like well Brett he pitched like 19 innings, but I mean, okay, perfect, perfect. But yeah, 90 innings would be amazing. 19, okay. And that's still probably like his career high. Okay. Jonathan Cannon seems to be a guy that at least our readers really like. I, I know he was voted pretty high in the in the prospect uh, vote and and, f- and for good reason. I mean, he, he comes pretty heralded. Um, tell me a little mm-hmm. bit about Jonathan Cannon because he seems to be maybe the headline starter you can count on, uh, quote unquote, count on uh, at uh, yeah. IA. Yeah, he uh, he's kind of um, he, he third round draft pick from last year over slot, um, and he their first two picks Schultz and um, Peyton Payette basically are guys that um, are were coming off various injuries in their um, in their roles, so they kind of went safer on this one, I would say, uh, projectable, um, and basically what his kind of pedigree comes out to. Um, is a guy that'll just hopefully get a lot of ground ball outs. Um, that's kind of what you're going to want. He doesn't have, you know, that breaking pitch, um, that will, um, you know, get him, you know, high twenties, low thirties K rate. Um, you hope he's in the lower twenties once he moves up. Um, but you want to see really good com- command from him. You want to see a low batting average against from him. Um, and you don't want to see a lot of fly balls. Uh, that's pretty much how that comes out to. Um, I think people are saying, or, um, Fangris hadn't listed as a, uh, back end of the rotation kind of a guy, just based off of his fastball, not being extremely hard, um, and the breaking pitch, not really being there. Um, but this is 
a more or less aggressive uh, slot mm-hmm. for him. Normally you would think he would start out in Canapolis, um, but Chris Getz said that he was going to start with a dash um, and we'll kind of see from there. Uh, he, he doesn't really have in- injury issues so far, uh, so he sh- there shouldn't be any limit uh, to that this year. Um, so we'll, we'll see. He's, you know, he's a middle tier White Sox prospect, um, with a long way to go. And this is more just, you know, projection from him right now. Yeah. Uh, a guy who's been around for a while, uh, not new to the organization, but new to impressing in the organization would be Jerry Kelly. It does seem like he strung a little bit of stuff, maybe second half of the year, uh, together. And then I think he's project Birmingham and then all that chaos, but, uh, he did seem to maybe start, I mean, it did seem like he had, if you can call it a stretch, one of the, the best stretch he's had as, as a pro, is that something that points to something promising for this year? Uh, I think you, you put it like, this is sort of a make or break year for him as well, in terms of whether he, he goes pen or not. Uh, but what do you see from him? And do you expect that he might build on some success or is it really just a crapshoot still for him at this point? Yeah, uh, it's really just seeing if he can get that third pitch. It's seeing if he can get uh, – he's been working on a slider. Um, not sure if he has a curve in there at all, um, but his third pitch um, that he's working on is the slider. And if you can't really get a breaking pitch, it, he was definitely a project when he was drafted. And if you can't you know, get that put-out pitch, um, then I, you can't really be a starter. Um, that's kind of what he's been working on for the past uh, – or what he was working on last year. Um, but he doesn't, he's basically learning it from scratch. Um, and that's not the easiest thing to do. You usually have a breaking pitch or something or, or not. Um, it's just odd that he actually does have a good changeup. Um, normally that's the thing that you're learning at this age, um, or as a high school draft pick, but that, that's, he has a good fastball changeup mix. Uh, that would work really well in the bullpen if that happens. Um, but that's definitely, you know, as highly rated as he was out of college, out of high school. Yeah. The bonus slot, draft slot, it's not where you want to see him. Um, but, yeah, he was much better last year. Um, we'll see if he can keep driving down those walks. We'll see if he can get a better feel for that slider. Um, and if that does happen, he could probably move up pretty quickly. Um, but if, you know, he gets his 100, I think he got 80 innings last year. So if he gets 120 innings, uh, it's still a 4-5 or five ERA, and he's not really, you know, striking out high. 20s yet then maybe next year you're like okay we'll see how it goes in by june if nothing's improved then let's you know put you in high leverage situations um late in the game i think i only answered this but i'm still going to ask it Uh, we sort of associate uh for whatever reason i guess it was back-to-back drafts i guess that would be the reason and one of the drafts was just a a bastardized (laughs) uh, short one uh but uh, matt thompson uh drew dahlquist and the guy who didn't change anything about his name jared kelly uh, that we sort of associate that you know triumvirate uh, together is Matt Thompson the guy that you would project as having the best chances of making a difference, or is it still a guy like Jared Kelly because it, there's just almost more raw potential there? Um, well, not to put you on the spot. Uh, no, well, no, it, it, it as a starter, I'm gonna say none of them right now. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't an option, but you took it. Okay, fair. Yeah. Um, but if you're looking for just in general, I would say that because Kelly has a better two pitch mix at this point, I could definitely see him. Um, but as we, you know, as we see with like Jimmy Lambert or Ronaldo Lopez, um, they gain, you know, velo in their fastball. So Matt Thompson could easily gain a couple ticks, uh, and maybe try to concentrate on one, you know, breaking pitch instead of two. 
Um, but that's, I think, you know, that's down the road for them and they're still, they're in double A. And so they're at that level right now where like, honestly, the, they just kind of need starters to start. Um, even if they're not doing super well, then just kind of, they just got, they just kind of have to, um, as they wait for the 2022 draft class and undrafted free agents to kind of move through, move up. Yeah. Okay. Um, before I go to our break, got one more guy to ask about on the pitching side because I'm going to completely ignore the bullpen because I'm a jerk and you can you can bring that up in our, our second half if you want. Um, <laughs> and I'm going to ask about an agate type guy that you didn't really address fully, but I'm going to force you to address him because Brooks Goswine uh, made I, th- I want to say it was his, his debut. He he was he was really impressive two years ago. Last year he was not. Uh, am I just silly even for bringing up the name Brooks Goswine as as someone we should talk about? What's going on there? Uh, well, yeah, lefty um, doesn't really throw that hard, uh, really high walk rate, and doesn't really have the breaking pitch to get those outs when he needs to. Um, That's a I good guess, answer. Okay. <laughs> yeah. He, he he was, I mean, where he was good was in the in rookie ball. And so as a college pitcher, you should probably just be good in rookie ball right. regardless. Um, so we're pretty much, I, I think he's is going to be with the dash. Um, and knowing that uh, Cole Seamus, Norgay Vera um, starting pitching rotation, I could definitely see him getting uh, or starting basically every fifth, sixth day, whatever they want to use, and going five or six and ending up with like a... We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade Two. Play it now with Game Pass. Nori Vera. Uh, again, we will continue to pronounce it differently, Darren and I, until the White Sox <laughs> actually put Vera in their pronunciation guide. Where he's yeah. not. I just checked during this podcast. That's the type of multitasker I am. It's not that I'm not listening to you, Darren, uh, but he's not <laughs> in there. So we still don't know. So in the category of Jason Belaus or Belus, uh, we do not know about Norhe or Norgay, although Darren's probably listened to a lot more farm stuff than me. So he's probably heard many people pronounce it that way. And I'm just simply wrong. But I'm going to just stick with it because I'm bullheaded that way. And I'm not afraid to sound stupid. That's pretty clear. Every one of these podcasts, not just on the farm. Darren, Thank you for joining me. Let's talk a little bit about the offense. I have a little less to to add. Maybe maybe the offense warrants less questions and less um, topics. But one thing I'm, I'm curious yeah. about is Wilfred Vera seemed to go, uh, if I'm not mistaken, he went to Project Birmingham and didn't flounder. Now, it's not a bad thing that he's back at Winston-Salem. You wouldn't necessarily expect him to start at Birmingham. But is he a guy among a few, I think you acknowledge this in your preview piece again, which is running right alongside this podcast, uh, that he's a guy who at least would have some hope of seeing Birmingham, maybe for a significant part of this summer. Oh yeah. Um, again, I, he's probably going to be a first baseman. Um, I have seen some stuff that he might be a corner outfielder, but I would, I would assume that he would play mostly first at this point since he hasn't um, really played outfield yet. Um, but he has like, probably, I don't think he has the highest raw power of the prospects. He might, but it, it might be up there. Mm-hmm. Um, not game power, but if you were just throwing him batting practice, like it, he's just a really, you know, strong guy. 
yeah. um, that hit 20 homers last year in his age 19 season, uh, which is fantastic. We like that. Um, he yeah. was one of those guys um, that did do well with Project mm-hmm. Birmingham. Um, most of that was he was just clobbering the ball. <laughs> yeah. He had um, he had six uh, six uh, extra base hits in just 12 games, um, which is ridiculous. Um, so he, he could very well be in Birmingham. Um, I think he'll probably stick with Winston Salem for a bit. Um, cause, but the, the reason why I thought he could be in Birmingham, um, was pretty much that the first base pool, uh, for, for the Sox is, you know, not very, uh, highly regarded any longer. Um, basically all their first base type guys are Jake Berger, Gavin Sheets, uh, Andrew Vaughn. They're all, you know, they're all, um, basically in the majors at this point. Um, okay. but, but yeah, I, I think Varys could be pretty good. I know Trooper is that he rates him much higher mm-hmm. than I do. I have problems with his K rate. Um, but you know, he, he was 19 and still hitting the crap out of the ball. So I'll wait to see him get older and more patient. Hopefully. Yeah. If, if I pick my spots there and occasionally I can try to zing you and I like, I like how you say it's just because he was just clobbering the ball as if somehow we have like 35 of those guys, Lord help us. Just <laughs> let's cling to one guy who clobbers a ball. No, that's awesome. man. And I was also going to uh, shout out Trooper because definitely uh, Varus is, is Trooper's guy. And I got to say in the uh, prospect poll, he went not only he did not advance on like, 15 ballots, but he like was at the very bottom. I do not know what our reader's problem is with Wilford Varus, but there's clearly he's a more significant uh, prospect. I'm completely losing my mind here, Darren, a prospect (laughs) Then you gave him credit for us. And I'm afraid to say that though, whether or not we're as high on him as, as Trooper is, Wilfred Veris is going to haunt this readership because I do not know why he was, but then they didn't vote my guy, Gregory Santos uh, either. So, you know, I, I listen, I rather than grapple with and fight the readership of Southside Sox on this Sox Populi <laughs> podcast, I'll just, let's move on to the next guy and we'll just let bygones be bygones because that prospect vote is over until next year. But let's talk about a guy that I'm, I'm a little bit hyped about. I don't know. I guess if you're a center fielder, I, I really like you. I, I don't know what, what, what that's about, but uh, I thought the White Sox got a nice little pick at, I think round 10 with uh, Jacob Burke. Uh, he showed out the plane, you know, like, as you pointed out with some of these pitchers at being a, you know, being a college uh, stud playing at a higher level, you know, than, than his competition uh, or more experience. Uh, but he, he showed up pretty well, I'd say, in Arizona. Uh, is Jacob Burke a guy who we could see finding another uh, gear this year as well and maybe actually motoring himself into being a, a legit prospect? Or, am, uh, as usual, am I just getting too hyped about a guy because I saw a nice number? No, yeah. I think um, – I'm not sure why he's not in more top 30 lists because uh, it's not like there's a you know great crop of <laughs> outfielders uh, for the White Sox right now. Um, no. But – yeah, but but basically, um, what we kind of want to see from him this year, um, just improve on that K rate, um, it, and get more walks. Um, but he, yeah, he's a really athletic center fielder. Um, he didn't show a ton of speed when he was here in Kannapolis, um, for that month. Um, but uh, in college, he was basically a well ten twenty guy. Um, if we want to term it like that. Um, but he was really, really good at um, on the base pass in college. Great rate of um, getting steals. Um, but the don't know if he has a ton of power. 
Um, we'll kind of see that as he goes through the system, uh, goes against better pitching than, you know, college guys. Mm-hmm. Um, he did have two homers last year. If you want to in a month, if you want to really uh, take away anything from his. That's a 10 homer know, pace, drafted. Darren. That's a 10 homer yeah. pace. Come on. Yeah. I, I'm not, I don't really, especially now that the draft is much later, I don't take a ton of stock in just a month worth of games. Um, especially for a guy that went from, uh, I believe he played in Miami. Uh, yeah, he went from Miami, then he went to Arizona, and then he went to North Carolina. It's basically, you know, his three-month baseball journey. Um, so that's yeah. a lot of moving around. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think we should expect big things from him. Uh, along with Varus, I think he could be in Birmingham pretty quick if he uh, kind of continues what he did last year uh, in college and in the low level. Um, for the Sox. Um, but yeah, you should get every opportunity in center too. Cause you know, there's not, you know, yeah. anyone knocking <laughs> at the door um, yeah. for him to go play left or right. So he should play center kind of prove that if he can or cannot do that. Um, but he should stick in the outfield regardless. I think he's good enough defensively uh, to play center or at least be in right. Anytime I get an answer from, Darren, that doesn't involve him scrunching up his face or voice inflection. I feel pretty good. I feel like I'm not completely off base. Uh, so I'm I'm proud enough of myself to now say, Darren, uh, those are the guys I really wanted to make a note we were sure to talk about. Who we missed, uh, as I said, I completely bypassed the bullpen, and, and clearly there might be more position players to discuss. So is there some other folks we really do need to, to mention out of your preview or not even in your preview uh, that we should be really focusing on in Winston-Salem? Um, well, I guess just to kind of round it out, West Calf, um, I think we, he's, you know, high draft pick. We all know about his struggles, um, but he has big power. Um, I just basically want to see him get that K rate a bit under uh, 30% if that is possible. <laughs> I'm not expecting, you know, a 13% or anything kind of improvement, yeah. but, you know, a five or six uh, percent one would you know, do wonders for him because that'd be a lot more homers and we could finally see him put together some more power. Um, but yeah, I think that's, you know, the pitching group is a lot more interesting in, in a ball because they, it's basically all they drafted and signed last year. So the, the offense is, you know, closer to double a with your Montgomery's Brian Ramos's and then triple a with Lenin Sosa and Jose Rodriguez, and then you've got the pitching prop. That's a little bit more exciting and able. Darren, I haven't studied guys for a long time. That's why you've been doing this with me for many years. I, I suppose you've been keeping up with the White Sox system before we ever met each other and became best friends. But uh, when you think about a guy like Wes Kath, he's got uh, a partial season and a, and a full pro season now. And the full pro season, you know, there were, there were a lot of, you know, gaps in there. Uh, although it wasn't, you know, wasn't horrendous per se. Uh, what do you realistically expect from me? Because look, I didn't even jot his name down to make sure we talked about him, uh, which is, you know, uh, I guess some sort of indication that either I'm, I'm dopey or that, you know, he just, you know, his, some of the bloom is off there. Uh, but is that fair? Is, uh, is this a season where he can put a foot forward and sort of get back in a little higher esteem not to say he's fallen badly but clearly Colson Montgomery Montgomery sort of his like uh, partner in crime one two draft pick you know maybe for good reason you know has really shot into the stratosphere and you know talking about a guy who you know he's going to see the south side soon 
uh, and Wes Kath, you do not speak that way. He should not have been part of Project Birmingham, at least in the playing in games part of it. And even going to Winston-Salem, there's no guarantee he's not going to get that K rate down, you know, below 30, as much as we can chuckle about that. Uh, but at the same time, is you know, he's, he's still young. I mean, we're not talking about a 26-year-old guy who went to college. So is there a reasonable expectation that he could, you know, sort of have something click and, and get it? Or uh, are you a little skeptical about that already? Uh, I, I mean, I I won't put anything past it. Um, I know I'm more on the lower side, um, just purely because that you know 33% K rate he had in low A is that's if you're that type of guy, it's pretty hard to kind of improve on that. Yeah. Um, and again, if that's the rate in low A, uh, then it will <laughs> certainly get worse as he as he moves up. Um, now, I think there are other guys like Brian Ramos who really, really, really improved uh, in A ball. Um, even when Kath was heading the ball in the air, like the second off season with a expect after the first one, like maybe you're not real time as well. Um, and sometimes you need just a better perspective or a new manager to really, you know, <laughs> force your way to uh, kind of take things more seriously. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, again, I'm not expecting his K rate to go from a third to a fourth, um, but maybe 28, 27, 28%, that'd be like a five, six uh, percent drop. Um, I think a lot of those could turn into homers and we could finally see, yeah. you know, the 200 ISO that he probably should be around at this point. Yeah. Um, maybe I'm not sure if he isn't just being as aggressive because he also walks a ton. Yeah. I don't know if he's just being too tentative and then, yeah. you know, it gets, and then it's, you know, one and two and he's like, oh, I need a swing now. And he just kind of swings at whatever. Yeah. Um, but that's kind of what I want to see from him. He can do it, but that's a pretty high strikeout rate to kind of improve from and pretty, you know, low quality um, contact that he has to improve from. You jumped all over the salient point I thought I was going to make, but let me, let me echo what you said. I mean, uh, we both, I think have spoken of project Birmingham and, and, and some fallacy about it where it's like, well, wait, they're playing in games. Hold on. But let's look at a positive. We take him from that a, not only the mental thing of like, not that he would think otherwise he's he was a second round draft pick but okay you're you're good enough to be part of this this core group but then also there was it wasn't just the playing games which again i roll my eyes about but it was pre-game you know i mean other than a day game uh during the day they were drilling they were getting the best of the, the white Sox instruction had to offer uh not to say that doesn't uh continue not to say that the bigger growth can come in the off season because you just got a lot more time than you know three weeks or a month in project mm-hmm. Birmingham. but you're together with these guys you're getting the 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 prime instruction from white Sox instructors who all gathered in birmingham something so there is a yeah i mean i you know i'll be happy to eat crow if all of these guys really <laughs> hit a trajectory that's much better because of this experience they had and it's 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 not beyond comprehension and you would think at least for one or two of the guys it really will and it will help them really click and Kath, you know, Kath could be that guy, you know, we'll see. You, you, you painted a, a still a fairly dour picture, but there, there's still, you know, there's, there's still plenty of ceiling there. So let's, let's see if he can oh, yeah. climb closer to it. So, all right. I think we covered what we needed for dash tomorrow night is opening day for the Winston-Salem dash. We're so excited. We've been going all week Well, we did Charlotte last week, but we're going all week with previews. <laughs> of course, yesterday was Birmingham tomorrow. Stay tuned tomorrow because this is a real question mark. Tomorrow is the Canapolis Cannonballers where I'm going to just hand the microphone to Darren. He's going to talk for 30 minutes because I don't even know what to ask about. But anyhow, that's tomorrow. <laughs> You've enjoyed this one. Go back, rewind, listen to it again because I'm sure there's stuff you missed. Uh, but we appreciate you listening. 
Uh, Darren, thanks for joining me once again. Again, sort of don't really have a choice. Got you backed up against the wall there. So let's do <laughs> one more tomorrow. Uh, tune in tomorrow. Uh, everybody listen to the uh, Canapolis Cannonballers preview. And then, you know, we just pass the time to Darren and he writes up all this stuff and uh, he'll be providing great miners coverage for you all year. Occasionally when I have to, I'll do my best to try to emulate Darren <laughs> and do so as well. But it's it's mostly him. So uh, listen to him uh, tomorrow. Canapolis. Uh, take care, everybody. Thanks for listening.